Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. So sorry for the delay in getting this thing started. We are on day two of the Tag Team Top 50 reveal. Jer is with me, helping me out here. I'm Travis. I'm back uh, for once here. And without further ado, I want to get into um, number 25 and number 24 and then go straight to one of our guests who's number 23, the Michael Jordan number. Dia Hartz is our number 25. That is BB Hulk and Dragon Kid from Dragon Gate. And to keep the Dragon Gate trend going, and our number 24, Monster Express, Masato Yoshino, and Shihiko Boy, easy for me to say at number 24. Now, Alex Rudolph, you are on the line. The Viking War Party, specifically, you and Jake are number 23 this year. You guys have the Michael Jordan number. When I got on there, you said that I was number one. That's why I, I called first. You said I was number one. Why <laughs> am I 23 now? You said I was one. So I called first, and now I'm 23. What the hell? I don't know. Joey Janela called in last night, and we told him he wasn't even ranked, and then it was like, oh, shit, he's in the 60s. So I guess it could be worse, right? It could be worse. And also, I like to think of it as a LeBron James number and not the Michael Jordan number. Fair I mean, I don't, I, don't watch, I, don't, I don't watch basketball. I don't know. Well, yeah, let me just say, we haven't put out the list yet, but yesterday on the uh, Tag Team Top 5 reveal, or on the uh, – the first half of the Tag Team Top 50, Viking War Party, the group, the three of you, you, Jake, and Frank were number 41. So you guys were number 41 and number 23. Um, the three-man team didn't get ranked last year together, but last year, oddly enough, you guys were number 23 as a tag team, uh, you and Jake. So you guys duplicate the success from last year, so that's pretty damn good. Well, that's not good. That means I didn't progress at all. Well, I don't know, because think about it like this. You're, you specifically, you specifically, you and Jake, are ranked twice in the Tag Team Top 50. So, so wait, are, you, are, you, are, you trying to, are you trying to say that, like, it was like a Wainwright Carpenter situation where, like, that I was on there twice, but it took away from votes from the one. So I would have been, if I had the Viking War Party not been on there as a trio, the Tag Team would have been number one is what you're saying. Basically, we Frank's won, fault. We would have won the Cy Young this year if it wasn't for Frank. If it wasn't for Frank, he's he's way he's holding you guys down. But I will tell you this: the cool thing, and and I'll tell you why it, it is better than last year. Even with you having the same ranking as last year, you have to remember: yeah, we took out ROH, yeah, we took out New Japan, but we added every international company around the world. So last year, you guys were 23, maybe in the country in the IP or in the tag team top 50. This year, you're number 23 in the entire world, which I think says a lot because we've got voters everywhere i like the way you think see i always i can I like spin the it to the think. positive i can spin it to who's, the positive who's right above us so i can like shove my finger up their butt or something because i'm below them right so all right well that what? means the vikings need to take their warships to the uh to europe to take on the sumerian death squad tommy end and michael dante i'll do that 
I will tell you, when we had our tiebreakers at the end of the year, because it was like a three-way tie between you all, the Monster Express, and Sumerian Death Squad. Sumerian Death Squad's the one that was just barely above you guys, so apparently the voters thought they had a better year. Uh, hard to say, but that's well, a hell of a tag it's the, team. Uh, it's, it's the American fans have a bias towards people in other countries. So if I would have gone to another country, it's because uh, it's I didn't go to Mexico this year. If I would have gone to Mexico this year, again, we'd be number one. See, Just now saying. you need to go to Europe and beat their asses and take that spot and then take everybody else above you, too. Deal. So, okay, so i got to project forward for you. I mean, obviously, we already know the uh, things you want to do. You want to go to Mexico again. You want to do things like that. Tell me what's going to happen with the Viking War Party in 2016, or at least to your knowledge. To my knowledge, uh, we're going to be on the road more. We're trying to go back to California. We're trying to go back to beyond. We're trying to go back to Mexico. We got a lot of things talks in the works with going here and there and everywhere already. So yeah, we got we got 12 more months after I guess tomorrow to do all that shit, which we're gonna do. We'll, I, I I'll just say this: this this next coming up, 2016 will be a better year than 2015. See, that, that's awesome. I've heard that from so yeah, I heard be, that from a lot of people last year, and they weren't able to prove that. But I thought you guys had a better year this year. Oh, absolutely, we did. And then we, we, we from 2013, 2014, 2015, we took a giant step up, up every single year. And why would we not do that this year? And you know, the other thing that I want people to keep in mind: all three of you guys work singles. You know, a team like the Young Bucks, a team like the Hooligans, hell, even a team like Team IOU rarely do singles, but you guys were splitting your time and still able to get this high, which tells you a lot. Well, I, my whole thing about this is, like, I can be in a lot more places than one of them can because I don't have certain life things holding me down. Mm-hmm. So whenever we can be together, we're together. Whenever we're not together, let's all go make money. You know what I mean? Damn right. Frank, Frank's, got, Frank's got his connections in Illinois that we don't have, but he gets booked as a singles a lot, so why would we not, you know, take advantage of that? Fair enough. Well, you know, I, we talk all the time, but, I, again, I just want to tell you, you guys have been awesome to us as long as we've known you, and I just love seeing you guys kick ass, and I love seeing you guys getting out there to beyond because that's long overdue. We were bitching about it six months ago, and now, you know, we're seeing it happen, and I want to see it happen more. So congratulations on another great year, and we'll talk, uh, you know, here real soon, I'm sure. Yeah, thank you, man. Here's the 22 next year. Oh, yeah. Damn right. All right, later on, man. All right, thank you. And that was the American Viking, Alex Rudolph, one half of the Viking War Party, or one third if you prefer. You know, you've got him, Jake Parnell, and Frank Wyatt. Jer, I apologize that I didn't let you get a word in edgewise, so let me let you join the call a little better here. That's uh, all good, man. Uh, just listening in. Uh, interesting take uh, on the Viking War Party's year, and very cerebral take uh, from uh, Alex about. Uh, where they ended up, and uh, you can't really argue with them there. And uh, hey, who wouldn't want to see the Sumerian Death Squad against the Viking War Party in 2016? Just want to see people get punched in the face. Well, we go a little bit more international for the 21, um, and this team's Australian. However, they compete in Japan. Figure that out. We don't get to see them in the States very often, although I did see them in Cincinnati once upon a time, I believe. It's Mikey Nichols and Shane Haste, TMDK, um, Jer, and I think one of them got hurt at some point this year, and it kind of slowed them down out in Noah. Yeah, we saw them a lot at the beginning of the year, it seems like. Uh, you know, they were kind of perennials, uh, and then they had the injury. Uh, I want to say it was uh, Mikey, but I'm not sure, uh, honestly, which one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like we say, uh, 
that. I believe they were, uh, you know, in the top three there for a couple of times. So uh, that's enough to get them in. Uh, I will mm-hmm. tell you that uh, it looks like we do have some people on the line. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's bring in. Let's bring in the team that we promised at 310. If we had people's champs for the year, they would be it. It is the fellowship, G.A. West and Ronnie Ribs. What's up, fellas? What's going on? Are you both there or just one of you? Um, sounds like it's just me right now. Is that you, Ronnie? Simply, no, this is Simply God's Best, G.A. West. Oh, wow. Okay, well, Ronnie's usually the mouthpiece. You get to be the he mouthpiece is. for the time being. <laughs> yeah, yeah I always find it amusing. He's usually on top of being on online and everything, and uh, I'm better with the phone. So here we go. Here's another example of that. So basically you are the um, the mic work of the tag team, huh? Uh, I like to think we're pretty even in that regard. And uh, we have a manager, actually, the high priest, Doc Ozone. He handles probably the majority of the mic work. Okay, so here's the deal. I, while I've got you on the line, obviously, it's perfect timing because we just hit the number 20 spot, which is what you guys are this year in the Tag Team Top 50, number 20. Wow. And 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 that is an amazing year. We've had people, you know, like all these huge names that are below you guys, even Red Dragon yeah. are below you guys because they didn't do as much indie work. But, I mean, it really just kind of goes to show that you guys – and, you know, your fans that vote for you and stuff like this, because this isn't 100% fan, but it does help. You guys are kind of like the first generation from last year. First generation was a team who kind of used the fan vote to get themselves higher. And you guys did that, and, of course, combined with our official votes, and you end up at number 20 for the year. That That is a hell of a first year. <laughs> that, that's amazing. Uh, we are uh, speaking on behalf of my partner. We're both honored uh, for that. Um, you know, this is our first year together as a team. Uh, in fact, it's, uh, we've been together one year and two weeks now, specifically. Um, and, uh, you know, to have done that well and to garner that much fan support in that amount of time, uh, it's truly a blessing. Hey, talk about your year. Um, you know, for people, because I, I assume there's people tuning in that are expecting to hear the big names, and, are, and of course, not to take anything away from you all, expecting to hear the big names, and they hear you guys at number 20, and they probably think, oh, they, they don't know what they're talking about, but they didn't pay close enough attention to what's been going on with you all. So now would be a good time to kind of um, go over your year as a team together. Yeah, definitely. Um, we formed together last December, uh, we had our very first match. Um, my partner, Ronnie, he's out of Syracuse, uh, New York. I'm out of uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut. And uh, we somehow figured out how to make a four-hour distance between us work uh, over the phone and just discussing ideas and things. Um, over the past year, we won the uh, Showcase Pro Wrestling Tag Titles back in – when did we win those? I want to say June. Um, it was, uh, at that point. It was May 30th. Oh, there, <laughs> and there's my partner. <laughs> for, for once, you're the one that's late, bro. Yeah, yeah. I had to deal with uh, three little children this morning, so. Shit. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. But uh, Ronnie Ribs, ladies and gentlemen, the SOG, uh, giving us the facts. May 30th, winning the Showcase Pro Wrestling Tag Title that they are a company in the Northeast based out of Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Um, since that time, we've wrestled for multiple companies, and we haven't lost a match yet. Yeah, PWA Connecticut's one of those. We have a great relationship with them. Always like them. Can you kind of talk about working there? Sure. Definitely. Um, the, uh, I actually started out my training there with Vaughn Schmidt um, back in 2010, 2011 time frame. And uh, 
you know, it's a great place, great training facility down there. They got an awesome school going on. They put on some really great shows, bringing some top tier talents. And with their new Friday night fight gimmicks, you know, we went down there and uh, we took care of a couple of losers who, you know, who, who they put in front of us. So it was a really good time. <laughs> got down there, it was really hot. They uh, hope we're going to be invited back here soon. I mean, we won, so we get to keep going, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and Ronnie, I don't know if you caught it because you, you came in a little late. I'm not sure if you heard me say you guys are actually number 20 this year. So if you didn't catch it, the Fellowship are number 20 this year in the Tag Team Top 50 in their first year of tagging. No kidding. We made we made top 20 as a rookie tag, well, essentially a rookie tag team together. Well, it's the fact that you guys grind every single week. We say all the time the most consistent teams, um, especially if they're winning, um, even if you guys aren't getting the number ones, the number twos, the number threes week in, week out, it adds up. You know what I mean? And it's all about consistency. You know, a team could get a number one ranking, and there have been teams that got a number one this year, and, and they didn't make the top 50 because they weren't consistent. They had that big one tournament weekend. They get a number one, and they don't do anything after that. But you guys were working week in, week out. Um, and so, you know, kind of talk about 2016, what we can expect from you guys. Yeah, we're just going to improve upon what we did in 2015. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, that grind, we've been very fortunate. We've been booked two, three uh, days a week uh, for the last year. We intend to keep that momentum going. We're starting off, our first booking is Friday the 1st, and we're booked again Saturday the 2nd, and we're booked as of right now every weekend through, I want to say, March 12th. Um, and promoters listening, we are more than happy to take bookings after that point, or if there's something maybe on a day that we're not booked between, then uh, we'll definitely be willing to take that. Absolutely, absolutely. Just looking forward to doing more big things with, uh, you know, bigger competition and, uh, you know, even um, some some great names out there in the tag team circuit right now that we'd love to uh, to work with for sure. Um, I know Death by Elbow made your list. I think they already broke up, but uh, I'd love to work with Johnny <laughs> and, uh, and Hero. That would be great. <laughs> but. Yeah, talk about that. Talk about some teams you guys want to work with. Um, I mean, I know that's the typical podcast question, but, you know, I mean, we're we're talking about an entire list of teams, and um, some are probably out of reach or or not together anymore, but there there are a lot of them that are still out there, especially in your area, that maybe you guys haven't worked with yet. Yeah, off the top of my head, uh, because this Friday we're making our debut with uh, Top Rope Pro Wrestling out of uh, Fall River, Mass., and uh, that is home of the kingdom, uh, Mike Bennett and Matt Taven. And uh, I'm hoping to make some noise and get some eyes and see what we can do to uh, get a match with them down the line for sure. Wow, the Kingdom versus the Fellowship. That would be a heck of a sight. For me, um, I like, honestly, uh, one of the um, one, one of the people's champs that uh, they, they beat us out one week, Detroit versus everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to face those guys. They seem like they'd be a lot of fun to work with. And uh, after watching a couple of their matches, they uh, – they seem to really, you know, they get around and they can certainly get down, so it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, and those are the teams that I always like, and this is one of the reasons why I like you guys is that, okay, so we've got all these big-name teams like I've talked about, and they don't have any reason to get ranked or, or to help us out, give us results, things like that. But, you know, teams like you guys, I mean, and not saying that we had any hand in this, but you guys are trying to get yourselves out there. We try to assist with that in whatever way we can, obviously. So, I mean, we always appreciate, you know, the teams that are out there trying to get themselves out there and, and take it seriously. Because, I mean, um, there's only a few yeah, – I mean, not too many people are going to be out there helping you out unless, unless you help yourself. 
No, so true, so true. And uh, we've been, uh, again, we've been very blessed with the opportunities we've had and uh, getting a lot of eyes on us through you guys in the Indie Power Rankings. Uh, we've noticed for sure uh, more fan attention and a few more promoters and bookers kind of getting in touch with us uh, since making, you know, uh, I believe five times People's Choice Champ Awards. Which is saying a lot this year because there's so many teams internationally. I mean, this week we had uh, uh, somebody from Spain win win the uh, online voting competition. So that tells you a lot about, you know, I mean, even different countries get behind it sometimes. So I just wanted to kind of uh, end off with uh, you guys throwing out any kind of social media or anything like that because I know Ronnie's a big social media guy. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Ronnie. Hashtag social media whore. <laughs> That's me, the hashtag social media whore. Um, if you if you want to give us a follow on uh, on Facebook, the Fellowship backslash two couldn't get the original. I think the Lord of the Rings took that. Um, <laughs> you got at Ronnie Ribs three five on Twitter uh, at simply what is it? Well, what's your Twitter handle there, G? Uh, Twitter handle is at G A West. Plain and simple. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram Osiris O S I R U S and then the number two. Yep, and on the uh, on the IG, as the kids say, uh, it's it's again the ribs uh, on Instagram. So that's that's the fellowship in a nutshell. The SOG, simply God's best, GA West. There you go, there you go. Well, you guys, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. We'll have to have a longer show sometime down the line, and hopefully, you guys can top the number twenty in two thousand sixteen. So good luck, fellas. Not even hopefully, I guarantee you, we will. Only bigger and better things are coming here. I like those guarantees. All right, guys, you take care. All right. Thanks, Later on. And everybody, that was the fellowship. If you're not familiar with them, I'm sure you've probably seen them in our, uh, you know, when we mention the uh, the uh, information hub about them or, you know, when they win the People's Champs Awards. We try to do everything that we can to get a team like that out there who maybe isn't quite getting the eyes on them just yet, but now they're starting to. So that's really cool. Um, hopefully we have some hand in that. If not, that's okay too because they're doing it on their own hard work. So, Jer, are you still there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, really cool uh, to talk with the fellowship after kind of getting to know them uh, throughout the year with them popping up in the votes. Uh, as Matthew and myself talked about on last night's show, uh, you know, this is kind of a learning experience for us as official voters as well. Uh, when we start to see, uh, you know, these teams or these guys or these girls pop up each and every week. And uh, it's even cooler at the end of the year to take a look back and see exactly uh, how big of a year uh, someone like Ronnie Ribs and G.A. West had over the last year. I mean, you talk about, like they said, one year and two weeks teaming together, and here they are at number 20 in the 2015 year-end tag team top 50 uh, you got to take them pretty seriously when they say they guarantee that they'll be higher, and I know that's going to be something I'll be keeping my attention on throughout 2016 for sure. I respect their hustle, so let me just say that. Jerry, we've got a gap between guests now, so I'd like you to take over, you know, as far as announcing names after uh, the fellowship at number 19, uh, the number 19 spot you can start with, and, and we'll talk as we go here, because I think our next guests aren't scheduled till maybe 340 or so, so we've got some time. All right, absolutely. Hello? Yes. Oh, we got, who do we have on the line? This is actually Carrie. Uh, I called in at 3.20, but I might have gotten my Eastern and Central time mixed up. You're all right, Carrie. So it's Carrie Offal, correct? 
Yeah, it is. Just to make sure I didn't have some weird name popping up in my top 50 that I wasn't aware of. So <laughs> b- because you're here, and I appreciate that because I know it's hard for you, uh, you have, you know, a, a life. <laughs> so, yeah. all right. So I, I'm going to skip over the next uh, 15 or so. So I'm going to go straight to the number four this year. Um, that is oh. Team IOU, Nick Iggy wow. and Terry Awful. You guys duplicated your success from last year, just like the Vikings. That's crazy. Wow. I didn't, definitely didn't expect that. That's amazing. I'm still pretty beat up from Sunday right now, so you're going to have to excuse me a little bit. I'm normally a little bit more high energy than this. Um, that's awesome, man. Thank you all so much. I believe he should be, be calling in, too, unless he's got his times mixed up also. Um, I'm very proud of that and very thankful for everything that the Indy Power Rankings have done for me and Nick this year and in past years and what you all do for independent professional wrestling as a whole. Uh, so many guys get a break from you all and, and get eyes on them from you all. You know, I can honestly say without guys like you helping us out, Without, you know, all the kind words and promotion and, and tweets and Facebook tags, I, I really don't think Nick and I would have ever got out of Tennessee, <laughs> you know. That's the um, pri- that that's the highest praise we could receive because, I, I mean, you know, we know Murdoch. We know everybody in their opinion in Tennessee. I know there's some good things there, too, but the fact that you guys are able to branch out and have, I mean, really branched out is just awesome. Yeah, it's it's – you know, and, and slowly things are changing in Tennessee. I've been helping with the – I took over the booking for Tullahoma Wrestling, for Southern Wrestling Federation down there. Mm-hmm. And we get some other Southern wrestlers, but it's a nice mix of talent down there now. Uh, within the last year, we had people like the, the Viking War Party and the Hooligans wrestle against guys like Brett Eisen, who are relatively new to the scene. You know, um, slowly but surely, we're trying to take Tennessee back. But, you know, we we have so much fun in the car going to different places in the Midwest and a little bit further in the South, like uh, AWE and even down to Florida for FIT. It's been a pretty crazy year, to be honest. Now that I, that I started talking about it out loud and thinking about everything we did this year. Yeah, well, you know what? I have to mention something. There were two teams this year that were um, part of the top 50 as a two-man team and a three-man team. Um, and it's funny because Jared actually just messaged this to me, and I'm sitting here staring at it. There are only two teams that were able to get in as a two-man team and a three-man team. The other team, of course, were the Vikings, but you guys got in with Team PGP also. You're number 46 with Jake Durden. And the reason why that's important is there were about 14 or there were 15 teams actually tied um, at the end of the year. And you can only get in so many into the top 50. And uh, they were all towards the bottom. Team PGP was, you know, there because you, you guys team that just one weekend. So um, basically we had to put it to a vote among the official voters. And we had you guys at like number three, uh, number three out of the 15. So that tells you that everybody was really impressed by your weekend at FIP. And you guys basically get into the tag team top 50. Well, not basically. You do twice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I didn't really expect to hear that, but that's so cool, man. Like, you know, that was such a crazy weekend in general, and I, I feel like I, that that was one of those moments of like, how often does wrestling go right in, in people's lives? You always hear about how wrestling ends up turning on people and kind of kind of taking them in different directions, and that's definitely something that was like a highlight of our year and, and possibly our careers for Nick and I both. Um, and what better person to do it with than Jake Durden? Um, and not a lot of people know this, 
and I, I actually mentioned this on a different podcast not that long ago, Jay Duran and I actually knew each other probably a decade ago via the internet, via wrestling, and never knew that we knew each other until a mutual friend tagged us on Facebook after we had met in the wrestling world, you know? Wow. It's so crazy. Yeah, one, one of you says, next time I see y'all, or maybe uh, when y'all have a little bit more time, I'll share that story. But yeah, little sure. Old, old Carrie knew, knew Jake Durden via, I think it was like ACQ or AIM or whatever it was, messaging back then, and then we won the FIP tournament together. So that was pretty <laughs> crazy, you know. The boys, I, I hate to cut you off, and I, I'm sorry if I called in so much earlier than I was supposed to. No, I no, man, you're good. You're good. You, you uh, I, I know you got to lick your wounds now, but you guys yeah. will be back, and we'll we'll talk to you next year, okay? I love you all so much. Thank you so much, and keep doing what y'all are doing to help guys like us out, and we'll keep doing everything that we can to help guys like y'all out because it's keeping independent professional wrestling alive in its truest, most sincere form. So y'all have a wonderful one. I can't wait to listen to the rest of the countdown. I've been listening in between of working and taking Tylenol for the last, you know, 30 minutes or so, trying to chug through this day. But y'all be good, okay? Happy New Year, Kerry. Happy New Year, Kerry. Thanks, man. Bye. One of our favorite guys in all the business, and I say guys, I mean him and him and Nick both, obviously. Um, some of the nicest guys. They may be dastardly bad guys, you know, in places like Georgia. Jared, talk about their match over the weekend. I mean, you have some perspective. Oh, you were man. on the show. You got to listen to them talk. Um, and I know it didn't come out successfully for them, but I think it, you know, helped shed more light on them once again. Yeah, I mean, in the win-loss column, it didn't come out successfully for Team IOU. But, uh, you know, everything I've heard, about the double dog collar match between uh, Nick Carey, Joe Black, and uh, William Huckabee from Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment uh, this past Sunday uh, has just been phenomenal praise. Uh, you know, right after uh, they came on uh, to hype uh, show of the year two uh, with Matthew and I on the tag team reveal, uh, that match got uh, moved up the card to the main event, um, which we were happy to see for, uh, obviously, for Team IOU and for uh, Joe and William as well, uh, because I, I think that's exactly where that deserved to be. And, and you got to think about how stacked that card was in the first place. Uh, but uh, yeah, everything I've heard about that, and I'm waiting uh, so anxiously until I can get a, a look at that match for myself. But uh, I've just heard it delivered. Uh, you know, if you didn't get a chance to listen to that tag team reveal. Uh, and you're not aware of, you know, how this match came into fruition and how this feud between Team IOU and the Sound and the Fury took place, uh, that tag team reveal show is a perfect illustration uh, of the uh, tension uh, that's going on between those two teams and, uh, you know, what they did uh, in Atlanta at Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment uh, was just, uh, you know, a disastrous work of art from what I'm hearing and just a, a, a brutal match and, uh, so, no, not a win in the win-loss column for those guys. Uh, you know, my local Mid-Atlantic guys here got the win uh, this time, uh, but uh, really a win for Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment and for all those fans who are enjoying a hell of a product down there from AWE right now. No doubt about it. Jer, um, continue on with number 19. I have to cut off my call, but I'm calling back in about two seconds, okay? So go ahead and continue. I'll be on before you know it. Going back down the list, uh, starting at number 19, we have the Kimber Bombs, Kimberly and Cherry Bomb. Uh, and Matthew and I are talking about the uh, you know effect that these great women's talent have had on both lists uh, for our year-end rankings this year. 
and uh, Kimberly uh, is certainly uh, a lady who enjoyed uh, one hell of a year in 2015 and uh, also uh, a great deal of tag team success alongside Cherry Bomb there. Uh, so the Kimber Bombs, Kimberly and Cherry Bomb, come in at number 19 uh, on the year-end Indy Power Rankings Tag Team Top 50. Moving on to number 18, uh, we have another uh, faction of the Dia Hearts, uh, BXB Hulk and Kai come in at number 18, and uh, we talked about it last night. We'll continue to talk about it throughout this show. Uh, the absolute crazy work ethic from these uh, Japanese and uh, Mexican promotions uh, like Dragon Gate uh, pr- produce, uh, you know, sometimes we see eight, nine, even sometimes 10 to 12 matches per week with these teams. Uh, so another version of the Dia Hearts getting in at number 18. Uh, so congratulations to BXB Hulk and Kai. BB Hulk's uh, second yeah. ranking in the tags here. Him and Dragon Kid yeah. and him and Kai. Yeah, absolutely. So two uh, second ranking there, uh, as we talked about a little bit with Team IOU and the Viking War Party. So BB uh, Hulk shares that uh, honor a little bit with them as being ranked multiple times this year. Mm-hmm. Then we move on to number 17. We have a team that moved up about seven spots this year. Uh, they were the reigning and defending Campeones de Parejas for uh, a good part of the year. Uh, really quite shocking to me, at least, when they lost those titles. Uh, it's the Devastation Corporation, uh, Blaster McMassive and Max Smashmaster. Uh, of course, they had a huge year last year winning the King of Trios tournament and then uh, winning the Campeones de Parejas and defending those for a good part of the year this year. Uh, really, uh, without a doubt, probably uh, one of the more dominant uh, teams uh, in the Indies. Uh, of course, the Chikara, Chikara just runs maybe like two times a month, so we didn't get to see uh, them a whole lot, but still they improved their position seven spots, moving up to number 17 uh, this year. Titles help, that's for sure. Now, last year, granted, it was the three-man team that was number 24, but still, this two-man team, I mean, they were very impressive, and, you know, we'll see. It's going to be really hard for them to top that in 2016. You know, you had the King of Trios, and then you had them winning those tag titles at Chikara, um, and I'm too ignorant to say the names of them. But, I mean, um, so, so how do you top that in 2016? It's going to be tough. Yeah, I think they have a good chance of doing so. Uh, this year, uh, they're, they had the challenge of Immortals going on in Chikara for a good part of the year, which really uh, saw Blaster McMassive and Max Smashmaster get put on uh, opposite teams, so they didn't have as much of a chance of mm-hmm. defending those tag titles. Uh, so it could be if they get a chance to uh, team more regularly in 2016, they could at least hold up their position here and, and once again pop up in the top half of the year in top tag team 50. So we'll just, we'll just have to see how that how that goes and uh, you know what Chikara has in store for 2016 and if they can possibly uh, you know maybe branch out a little bit as well. Yeah, and let's be honest, those titles are precarious. Um, a lot of people feel like it's going to be, you know, kind of um, transitional champions there. We'll see. So, you know, we'll just have to, I mean, it's just one of those things. We'll sit back and see, and we'll rank accordingly. Well, i got to be honest, I'm still waiting for the transition to happen with uh, NRG because they, no, <laughs> no offense to those guys, but they were a shocker of winning it and, uh, you know, still waiting on them. Uh, to lose those, to be honest, uh, you know, no no offense to Ace and Hype, but uh, just not feeling that uh, personally. So 
Uh, if you have a problem with that, you can tweet me at the one and only Jaron. Tell me how I'm hating on NRG. But uh, yeah, good year for Devastation Corporation. I enjoy watching those guys live. So good to see them move up a little bit uh, in the rankings. And uh, if you want to go ahead and continue, or I can continue, continue on, on, buddy. All right. Number sixteen, uh, we go back to Japan. Uh, Mad Blanky, Yamato, and Naruki Doi coming at number sixteen. Uh, and, uh, again, uh, you know, this is a team that we saw uh, pretty consistent uh, for the first half of the year, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, you know, maybe not as much so near the end of the year, but they had uh, a good number, you know, like you said earlier, not just a one ranking here or, you know, maybe a one and a two, but they were consistent, uh, you know, members of the top five uh, throughout the first part of the year. Uh, so Yamato and Naruki Doi get in at number 16. You know, and it's weird because when I think of Dragon Gate, like I almost don't think of anybody but Monster Express anymore because it seems so long ago that some of these teams were getting ranked outside of Monster Express. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I mean, it feels like forever ago, and it may have been. It may have been more than four or five months ago since anybody but you know uh, Monster Express were getting ranked. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, it's becoming an annual thing now, and I'm sure we'll do it here before we get out of here at four o'clock, but. Uh, we have to go back through the top 50 and count the number of Monster Express factions we have in this. Uh, and once again this year, we have quite a few of them uh, in this list as well this year. So definitely some domination of Dragon Gate for Monster Express. But, uh, you know, not to be forgotten was uh, a hell of a first half of 2015 for Mad Blanky, Yamato, and Naruki Doi. So coming in at number 16 there. And the international flair continues at number 15 with a team that uh, I know I've been very impressed with uh, throughout 2015. And this is one of those teams like Matthew and I were talking about that I can honestly say I wasn't very familiar with uh, before I started this indie power rankings uh, journey. But uh, these guys are really, really consistent, it seems like. And, and one of the better teams out of the U.K., that's the London Riots, James Davis and Rob Lynch. Yeah, and you know the interesting thing is, Jer, um, and I'll, and I'll say this, and and, and you know people might think I'm being shallow, but you know if you want to get my attention, have a cool tag team name: Sumerian Death Squad, London Riots. Both of those get my attention. Viking War Party. I mean, teams like that get my attention. There are some others, and I won't name names. That I mean, I hear the name and I'm like, yep, sounds stupid. And you know. London riots, Sumerian death squad, cool names like that are a good way to get our, get somebody's attention in the first place. Um, the riots struggled a little bit this year compared to last year. They were number eight last year. Um, one of them had an injury at some point during the year, kind of like TMDK, but they still had a good year in the UK. I mean, as far as the UK goes, um, I'm kind of looking up and down this. Um, they're all, they're the second highest rated UK team in our top 50, I believe. Um, so that tells you uh, what type of year they they had. Yeah, for sure. It uh, you know tells you that uh, James Davis and Rob Lynch are uh, you know if not the best, one of the best teams uh, from a uh, you know a, a country, uh, a continent, I guess if you want to say whatever it is, Europe, uh, England, uh, that you want uh, that we're seeing a lot from. Uh, and we talk about the international flair, and it may sound like we're repeating ourselves, but uh, opening the indie power rankings up to all these various promotions and kind of re-examining uh, our guidelines and that type of thing did make for, uh, you know, uh, a big uh, pool of talent, and uh, the London riots rise to the top of that pool or, or very close to the top of that pool 
uh, in the tag team rankings for 2015. Over 600 teams mentioned. You know, we've got many, many ranked. Uh, and then, of course, it comes down to 50. So we continue on. And, Jer, I'll go ahead and rattle off the next team. They were number 50 last year. Um, it's a team that's competed in PWG, not consistently yet. Hopefully that, that does pick up for them. But they were the CZW World Tag Team Champions. Regulars at Beyond, probably the Beyond Tag Team at one point. I don't know if they still would be considered that, but definitely right there. Had a great year. It's Team Tremendous, Dan Barry and Bill Carr. Number 50 last year, number 14 this year. That's a hell of a jump. It really is a hell of a jump, and you and you look at uh, Dan Barry and Bill Carr, uh, who you know uh, barely cracked the list last year, and then you see them all the way up at number fourteen. So uh, again, you talk about grinding, and it seems like Team Tremendous was always uh, you know out there getting their bookings, uh, taking their bookings, and and being on uh, you know shows that were at least big enough for the the results. Uh, we seem to always get Team Tremendous results. So. Uh, you know, uh, appearing on shows that, that are big enough for the results to be uh, out there and ready for us. But, uh, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, if anyone's questioning, uh, you know, being number 50, being number 49, and saying that might not be the correct, uh, you know, placement for them, you mentioned 600 tag teams. So if you think about the grand scope of things, and 600 tag teams we considered and we had to take it down to 50. So, uh, you know, it, it really kind of puts the list into perspective. Um, so, yeah, huge jump. Uh, I'm not sure uh, if that's the biggest jump of any team, uh, but it looks like it's certainly in contention for this year. Yeah, I mean, as far as the, the teams that were ranked last year, I think it's probably the biggest jump. Um you know, and then there's other teams that weren't ranked at all last year that, you know, are ranked this year. But, you know, it's kind of hard to – this is a hard thing to quantify. You know, if a team was ranked last year and they jump up, that's cool. But if they weren't ranked last year, there were a little different rules last year as far as international uh, teams. So that one's tough to quantify. But, you know, for a team like Team Tremendous who were eligible last year for them to jump up, I think that's the highest jump, 36 spots. Um, and I'm looking up and down, and I don't see anybody that jumped that high aside from teams that weren't ranked at all last year. So let's move on to uh, our highest U.K. team, Jer. Uh, and this is a team I didn't know a whole lot about before this year. I had heard of them. Um, it's the Hunter Brothers, also known as the uh, Brothers of, Dest of Construction at Attack, which is a little bit like uh, Chikara out there. They're number 13. That They weren't ranked last year. They are ranked this year. Yeah, uh, the Hunter Brothers, I'm kind of in the same uh, boat with you as them. I had kind of heard their name uh, from over in the U.K., um, you know, through a couple of, you know, contacts uh, of people that I had spoke with in the U.K. and known that these were, uh, you know, some people that were highly regarded, brothers that were highly regarded uh, and, and looked to have a bright future, and it looks like they're kind of coming into that now. Uh, with being the highest-ranked team out of the U.K. at number 13. Uh, so congratulations to them. Uh, you know, they kind of uh, have, uh, you know, a lot on their plate. Uh, like you mentioned with Attack, uh, kind of the Chikara of the U.K. doing the Brothers Construction deal and then also the Hunter Brothers deal. Uh, this kind of, uh, you know, they kind of strike me as one of those teams that, that may branch out uh, over into the U.S. at one point or another in 2016 if given that opportunity, kind of like we've seen with Zach Sabre Jr., uh, you know, Mark Andrews, Marty Skrull, Will Ospreay, and those type of guys. Uh, you got to kind of think the Hunter Brothers might be uh, right there on the precipice of, uh, you know, making that jump as well. And if so, that could, uh, you know, 
uh, it could prove well, or, or you know, if they do uh, end up over here in some of the promotions that we we don't consider under the any power rankings guidelines, it could go the other way. But but without a doubt, a good year, 2015 for the Hunter brothers. Yeah, for sure. All right, so quickly, I'm going to run through the next three, and then we'll talk a little bit more extensively about the next one after that. So Yankee Tukenju, uh, Yuko Miyamoto, and Osami Kadaka as number 12. They had a great year, no doubt about that. Monster Express, number 11. We talked about Monster Express. It's Uha Nation and Akira Tozawa. you got to assume if Uha Nation did not go to NXT, they would be even higher. They were even higher at the tag team update or at that mid-year update. So Monster Express, again, making their presence known. Uh, and then the number 10, and, and this was another one of those ties where you had Wild Burning and Monster Express tied, and we had to vote on it, and we went with Jun Akiyama and Takeo Amori simply because, I mean, they teamed uh, more consistently because Uha, you know, uh, took off for greener pastures, pa- pastures understandably. Now, Jer, um, our number nine is a team that you're really familiar with. Um, a surprising year, both good and bad, I think. Yeah, definitely uh, for the Heat Seekers, Elliot Russell and Sigmund, number nine, uh, this year in the IPR uh, Tag Team Top 50 for 2015. Uh, you know, held the NWA U.S. Tag Team titles for a good part of the year. Uh, they are the current uh, reigning and defending AML Wrestling Tag Team Champions uh, after winning the Cornette Cup to decide the inaugural champions, uh, which is a local promotion. Uh, here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, that's about to enter their second year. Uh, so, uh, you know, they're definitely having a lot of success, uh, you know, throughout the southeast and the mid-Atlantic. And then, of course, uh, you talk about the big win they had uh, winning the NWA tag team titles after, uh, you know, kind of a – they had kind of a grassroots campaign going on trying to get their shot at the NWA tag titles after having the U.S. tag team titles for so long. And, um you know, personally for me, it was a little bit of a letdown that they've already dropped those titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I thought that, you know, possibly they could have carried that into 2016 and been one of the, uh, you know, big tag teams for NWA in 2016. And it, possibly that could still be an option because these are two, uh, you know, very talented guys, Elliot Russell and Sigmund, and uh look like they have a bright future ahead of them for sure. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked that they – well, I was shocked they won the titles because it didn't feel to me like they were – not that they – I'm trying to put this – I didn't feel like the NWA was ready for them to be their top guys. And then they were, and then they kind of confirmed my belief by having them lose it pretty quick. But, you know, it is what it is. I thought that – I thought the Heat Seekers could have done more, but they're still doing their thing at AML, and they're a great team. Um they somehow or another were not ranked last year, which is kind of weird because I thought they had a good year last year, but it was kind of under the radar, I guess. Um, I expect to see them again. I don't know where, but I expect to see them again next year in Tag Team Top 50. Yeah, I think we talk about it quite often. Sometimes a team can just fly under the radar and not. Uh, so, you know, even though it wasn't a long title reign, if nothing else, possibly that, that brief NWA Tag Team Championship title reign could have at least put them on the radar and people kind of take notice uh, that these guys are a major player in the tag team uh, wrestling. And, I mean, you just got to kind of look at the the surrounding uh, teams that they're surrounded with here in the top ten of this year's Tag Team Top 50 to see uh, that they are kind of an elite company here. Yep, for sure. Well, I'm going to disappoint a lot of people right now. 
um, which we did last year when this team was number five in the tag team top 50, although I didn't hear a lot of backlash about it, which surprised me. So we'll see what kind of backlash we get this year. Rules have changed. Uh, I think that kind of knocked this team back a few pegs. And let's be honest, uh, on the indies, they haven't done as much, which is understandable. Make that money, boys. It's the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson. Um, They are number eight this year. They were number five last year. And before people start writing to us, I'm at Phenomenal TLD and telling me what dumbasses we are for having the Young Bucks at number eight. I want you to consider something. They worked ROH in New Japan most of the year, and they did do some indie shots for sure, PWG being one one of them most times though you know according to our criteria they were losing a lot because they're the big name team that like people like to bring in and and make their own team look good so young bucks were always at a disadvantage but you know when they did have good weekends we definitely recognize that and i don't think number eight's too shabby for a team who splits their time between um contracted promotions and indies yeah uh like you said uh you know they were that team for a while that, uh, you know, as you said, and no uh, discredit to them, make that money, fellas. And, and they were that team that came in. Uh, you know, the promotion could take their top tag team and say, well, we got them going up against the Young Bucks and then, you know, putting them over the Young Bucks. So that's what they did for a little bit of the year. Obviously, they are the PWG tag team champions, uh, which we do consider. Uh, but, uh, you know, with them only running monthly shows, uh, that's kind of a little bit of a part of it. So, uh, if that, if that, you know, yeah, if you take a look at Indie Power Rankings, IPR.wordpress.com, um, and how we vote, uh, it might come into a little bit more focus for you as to why they're here. But, you know, if you look at it from the way I look at it, um, and like, I think you look at it as well with them splitting their time and being, uh, in so many promotions that don't fall under our consideration, uh, number eight is still really impressive for the young bucks. It's just like people yesterday that are probably going to see Red Dragon at number 30 and say, what the hell? They're not the 30th best team, or you know what I mean? But yeah, like on the indies, technically they are, because they yeah. didn't work much indies. So um just have to understand the way we're ranking here. It's not so much, it's not the work rate thing, it's not all that BS. We, we try to keep it simple, stupid, and that's what we do. But uh, it does get complicated, obviously, from time to time. And Jer, our, our number seven man, and we go back to Dragon Gate, Monster Express, Shingo Takagi, and Akira Tozawa. Um, you know, it's hard to say, but they're one of the best duos from that faction, and I don't think they're together anymore because Shingo, I think, is with Berserk, um, a different faction out there now. So we won't, we probably won't see them in 2016 together. They weren't ranked last year. They are number uh, seven this year. Yeah, it could be after two straight years of having, uh, you know, six, seven Monster Express factions uh, with Uha going to NXT and Shingo, part of Versec, who we are, uh, you know, seeing kind of uh, pop up, um, you know, now around the end of the year as one of the the leading factions over in Japan. Uh, So we may see him in that faction, but... Uh, It it may be that the uh, multiple, multiple Monster Express factions are coming to an end, or it could be that we'll be right back here this time next year talking about three or four Monster Express factions once again. Uh, We'll have to see how that goes. But definitely a good year for Shingo Tagaki and Akira Tozawa. Um, You know, Tozawa was phenomenal on both singles and tag team, and I'm sure it's not the last time we'll talk about him in either one of those rankings. Uh, But you're right, I think. 
probably, if not the most successful, um, you know, definitely the the one of the most successful uh, iterations of Monster Express throughout 2015 was Tagaki and Tazawa. Um, so um, we'll have to see how that shakes out. We may see them uh, doing battle uh, in 2016, apart uh, is you know instead of uh, teaming up. Yep. And then um, our number six is Strong BJ or BJ Strong Dice Dice K Sakamoto and Yuji Bayashi. I mean, their their year at Big Japan speaks for itself. Not a whole lot to get into there. You guys can look through the rankings and the uh, breakdown that we'll put out um, whenever it comes out, probably either this weekend or right after. Um, and then our number five, and I think they deserve um, special attention um, since we will not see them next year, which is a crying shame. Um, they were number six last year in the tag team top 50. They move up one spot this year. At one time uh, during this year, they were number one in the tag team top 50. They fell a bit for obvious reasons. It's Jake and Dave Chris, the ring riders, or Ohio's for killers. If, if you want to go really far back, Irish Airborne. Jake has now retired, apparently. Um, you never know in wrestling, but and, and Dave's kind of out on his own, but I mean, what a run for this team. Yeah, um, you know, no matter what you call them, uh, Ring Riders, uh, Ohio is for Killer, the Chris brothers, Dave and Jake Chris, um, had a phenomenal year, um, you know, and if it is indeed the last year for them, uh, moving up one spot to get into the top five, um, and as you said, they were in contention uh, at least a couple of times throughout the year for that number one spot uh, is a is a huge year for them, and I think... Uh, you know, if they are making that decision, uh, or you know, at least um, one of them is making that decision to step away, you got to think they're pretty happy with what they did this final year. And uh, it's good to have them in the top five for uh, 2015. And they elevated some other teams on the way out, no sure, doubt about okay. that. And you know, we already rattled off Team IOU at our number four, Carrie and Iggy. Um, and, and those guys, again, I want to reiterate, great year for them. In a lot of ways, it was better than their year last year. It really depends on what you're looking at. They were probably working more consistently last year, but they're working bigger stages this year. Um, last year, they were working IWA Mid-South. That was the difference between last year and this year, where they don't have that to fall back on, but they do have PGP, and they're the tag champs there. They did work FIP, and they are working in Atlanta for AWE. So, I mean, it really, you can debate it however you want, but IOU has gotten a hell of a lot better this year, but it's still a number four ranking they maintain, and that is damn impressive considering all the teams that were mentioned this year, and we're talking internationally. Yeah, absolutely impressive amongst the worldwide names that are on this list, and uh, I completely agree with you that they've kind of stepped up uh, bigger and better um, with the the magnitude of their matches and the magnitude of their bookings, and um, of course, as you heard uh, Carrie mention earlier, um, they always uh, return uh, the support that we try to show to them as well, which is, uh, you know, honestly always cool for us to have, uh, you know, some IPR guys that we can kind of brand that way. Uh, they appreciate what we do, and, uh, you know, because really that's our goal is to try to, you know, get as many eyes and ears and, and everything on them as possible, and, and they kind of return that favor. We we always enjoy speaking with Team IOU uh, throughout the year, and I'm sure that won't change in 2016 as we keep up with uh, what's next for Nick and Carrie. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I expect nothing but good things, you know, moving forward, and hopefully they stay healthy and they just continue to grind. Um, and, Jer, uh, I'll give it away now, okay? <laughs> Our fifth Monster Express team <laughs> at number three. Akira Tozawa and Masato Yoshino. It's also our eighth Dragon Gate team. So you've got five Monster Express teams, two Dia Hearts teams, and then Mad Blanky. So like I said, it felt like it was just Monster Express this year, and, and there were some others, but, I mean, damn, Dragon Gate dominated our rankings. Uh, eight out of 50? Yeah. Uh, that's really impressive. Um, and, you know, we talked about it. Uh, last night we talked about a little bit today the 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 sheer amount of matches and multi-man matches and things like that is very unique to Dragon Gate and uh, you know so uh, I think it was Dragon Gate which produced um, you know someone that had like twelve or fourteen matches in one week um, this week this year this past year during our official voting which was absolutely crazy but uh, yeah it seemed like uh, maybe you were going to say nine or ten. Uh, Factions of Monster Express, but it was just five. So, uh, but still, uh, you know, really impressive for them. And uh, well, who knows how many are actually in the top six hundred? <laughs> you know, or it's more than yeah. six hundred actually. It's more than it's more like six eighty something to be honest. But yeah, I mean, who knows? There's probably a ton more that didn't make it in. I can think of some offhand, but I mean, that's what type of year it was. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, there's just so many different uh, factions of Monster Express that you could put together, but uh, definitely coming at number three, um, you know, we talked about uh, Tagaki and Tozawa, but uh, Tozawa and Yoshino seemed to be the one that was the uh, the outstanding uh, version of Monster Express this past year. No doubt about it. And let me just say, I think that there's going to be a little bit less of the Dragon Gate influence next year. Um, and, and the reason for that is I think, and again, I can't speak for every voter, but I think there's been a change in, in mindset this year. I think um, that maybe people are starting to gravitate more towards title wins, title defenses. Maybe one title win means more than two or three six-man tag wins that didn't mean anything. And and I think, you know, mindsets always change when it comes to this, and usually for the, the betterment. Um, so I think next year could be, you know, a little more interesting, a little bit more parity as far as the promotions go. Because, you know, I talk about this all the time. A lot of times I felt like a lot of the Dragon Gate wins were do-nothing wins. They weren't title defenses. They weren't title wins. They're just out there, you know, spinning their wheels, and that's great that you're picking up wins, but at the same time, it's like, what did it mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think you and I are kind of on the same page with our thought process uh, into, you know, uh, you know, eight-man, five- or ten-man or six-man tag matches up against someone who possibly, uh, you know, won a title and retained a title or, or something of that magnitude throughout the year and we might see that uh change reflected in 2016 uh but we do have uh is it 14 official voters now that uh each have their own opinions so yeah uh, well, yeah and, I, and i'm not gonna tell people how to vote you know i no, can tell people that they're full of shit but yeah and we do that quite often <laughs> i like when we start arguments there <laughs> generally we're on the same side there too so it's yeah. always interesting um 
But, Jared, you know, here's the other team that had the shot at number one this year. They fell off a little bit towards the end. Um, they did have a big title defense right at the end of the year, too little, too late. And we may not see them next year simply because we're not including Noah next year. Um, it's the killer elite squad, um, Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer. We've kind of booted Noah. Um, we're not really saying that they're not an indie so much as we're saying, you know, they don't need our help. They're not a promotion that's small by any means. I mean, they're almost like a New Japan feeder. Um, so really, at the end of the day, what purpose is there to ranking them? I mean, just look at the names they bring in and they use. So Killer Elite Squad gets the number two. If they don't do anything in the States or with NWA or other places, I don't expect to see them next year. But they still had a phenomenal year this year. And they shot up from 29 to number two. So good year for them. I thought they were kind of... I, I don't know. I thought they were slowing down uh, yeah. heading into this year, but then they picked it up. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure what to think about them going into 2015, but as you said, uh, a large part of their work came from Noah, and they had a lot of success there uh, in 2015. So uh, for this past year, uh, it's enough to get them the uh, runner-up ranking uh, for the year-end tag team top 50. Uh, could be a different story next year, or they could, uh, you know, as we keep saying, branch out and do some more NWA stuff and that type of thing. But, uh, you know, without Noah being considered in the rankings, uh, it could be hard to see them uh, next year at this time uh, as high as they are this year. But we'll just have to wait and see what David Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer uh, have in store for 2016. And, uh, how those rankings shape out, but uh, definitely 27 spots moved up uh, from 29 last year, so uh, one hell of a year for the Killer Elite squad. Well, I was hoping one half of our number ones would be able to call in. Um, they have issues with reception where they are, and on this network, we can't call out, so um, they may not make it, and if they don't, that's okay. We'll go ahead and get into it now for the second straight year, um, and you know, I'm not surprised by it at all anymore. Maybe halfway through the year I would have been slightly surprised. But um, for the second straight year, the hooligans, Mason and Devin Cutter, or Devin and Mason Cutter, are number one. And quite frankly, it's all because, I mean, well, number one, they're collecting titles this year like they always do. But number two, they're consistent. I mean, very few teams team more often than them, if anybody. Yeah. Yeah, we made that point, I think, on, on this same show last year. Uh, that, you know, you, you look down the list and you have, um, you know, the Young Bucks who wrestle some singles matches here and there. Uh, last year you had Nick and Kerry who wrestled some single matches last year. Of course, you have the Dragon Gate teams that wrestle singles matches. But, uh, you know, if you're getting Devin Cutter, you're getting Mason Cutter. If you're getting Mason Cutter, you're getting Devin Cutter. You always get the hooligans, and, and they're always a tag team, and they seem to be almost everywhere now because they made their way down to North Carolina, of course, this year, too, and absolutely killed it. I know people loved them down here at AML Wrestling when they were part of the Cornette uh, Cup Tag Tournament. Um, so, uh, yeah, well-deserved ranking at number one for a second straight year for the Hooligans. And they're a team that AAW tag team titles, FIP tag team yeah. titles, they had the 0-1 USA tag team titles. They had some titles in, like, Tennessee. 
um, or Arkansas, I, I forget which. I mean, they were picking up uh, little titles, but at the same time, they had the big titles too, the FIP and the AAW tag team titles. And they had like four or five sets of tag titles at one time. But, I mean, if you really consider the grand scale of the indies, um, AAW and FIP are, are, are some of the biggest uh, promotions as far as indies in the U.S. go, and they held both of those titles and still do. Um, so the hooligans, I mean – I, you know, last year I wasn't so sure if I felt like maybe they were the number one tag team because when we did our year-end voting, we had ROH obviously included last year. I had Red Dragon at number one last year, but this year, I don't have anybody above the Hooligans. I don't think anybody did had a better year. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a hundred percent right. And uh, you know, Matthew and I talked about uh, you know the uh, a little bit more of a look into how the viewers perceive certain promotions and. Uh, you know, that's all due to the promotion building themselves up. And, you know, promotions like AAW and FIP uh, have just done such a great job throughout 2015 and before that to, uh, you know, build themselves up into one of the major promotions uh, in the United States that when, whenever we are in the world, um, if you look at our rankings, because, you know, as we mentioned, it goes through the Dragon Gate and, uh, you know, for this past year, Noah and all those type things. Uh, FIP and AAW uh, have done a tremendous job of, you know, uh, whenever the voters see, uh, you know, an FIP title defense or an AAW title defense, they're like, well, you know, that, that's a good quality win there. And we saw a lot of that from the hooligans this year. And FIP was smart. They let the hooligans defend those titles outside of FIP. But, Jer, I, I think this would be a good time to – Get into the Tag Team Top 5 for this week, which is technically the first week of 2016. We will quickly do that so we can head out of here at a decent time. Um, the People's Champs this week are El Elvis Harrison and Orion from Spain. Uh, they won the online voting competition. Jer, Spain, dude. WWW promotion out there. Uh, they they swept the entire – both voting competitions. Yeah, absolutely. The you know, this is kind of a cool week, the first week of consideration for 2016 because, you know, I'm happy for the, the competitors as well, but I'm happy for Indy Power Rankings as well because it looks like Spain has discovered the Indy Power Rankings. We had UNK uh, win the Singles People's Championship, and then uh, now we have another Spanish tag team uh, winning it for, um, you know, the tag team. So uh, the Spanish voters showed up, and and have found the Indy Power Rankings, and, and that could be a sign of things to come. Absolutely. Well, the number five this week, you'll be excited about this year. Um, well, maybe you'll be excited. You'll probably hope they were higher, but they, you know, number five is not bad at all. Uh, Eric Royal and Ray Kendrick, and if the 2006 Tag Team Top 50 started right now, they'd be number five. So they are number five the first week. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty happy with that. You know, I wasn't sure if they would get in. Uh, I had them in my official uh, top five for this week. Uh, Kendrick and Royal have been dominant uh, in CWS Mid-Atlantic since teaming up about uh, two and a half, three months ago. Uh, of course, these guys were rivals uh, for a large part of their career, and now they formed a tag team. I don't think they've lost since they formed a tag team, and of course they... Uh, won the uh, CWF Mid-Atlantic Tag Team titles from Trevor Lee and Chet Sterling, who held those titles for about 10 or 11 months prior to um, winning those or to losing those titles. So Eric Royal and Ray Kandrak, two uh, former CWF Mid-Atlantic heavyweight champions who are now 
uh, it looks like, on uh, a path to uh, some tag team domination. So if they can continue to be active in 2016, uh, we could see them, um, you know, uh, hang around for a little while. For sure. Well, our number four, uh, I feel like we've talked about them already, the Hooligans, Devin and Mason Cutter. They're the number four this week. Quite simply, it's on the strength of their AAW tag team title defense over Marcus Crane and Shane Hollister. Uh, Crane and Hollister as a team maybe aren't the most established, but you know, you're know you defending those AAW tag team titles. And on a week where very few teams really stood out, Hooligans defending big titles, I mean, that's a good combination. Yeah, and uh, as you said, if it ended today, they'd be number four, and I don't know if the Hooligans will be happy with a number four ranking with two number ones the last uh, two years running, but uh, I'm sure we'll see much more from them. And uh, as you said, they enter 2016 with plenty of gold uh, and plenty of uh, high-profile gold as well, so that can only um, you know bode well for them going forward. Another team that we've already talked about, um, however, not in the tag team top 50 for 2015, I don't believe, definitely the faction, Monster Express, Akira Tozawa, and T-Hawk. Um, I don't think this pairing was in the tag team top 50, I don't believe so at all. Um, anyway, they went 2-0, and they are two-thirds of the open, the, uh, what's the title, the Triangle Gate Champions, they go 2-0, and they defended those titles in a four-way. I mean, they definitely deserved a ranking. They get the number three. Um, I'm going to shoot to number two real quick, Jer. Magat Suki, Tank Nagai, and Yuki Saito. Uh, they've won five straight. They won the K-Survivor Tournament over the weekend at K-Dojo in Japan. So props to them. A 3-0 and week gets them there. And then, Jer, this will be one I'll let you talk more intelligently about. The number one, and this was, on, it was basically a clean sweep of the voters, Vinny DiMucci and Eddie Brown. Yeah, this one uh, probably comes out of nowhere, as sometimes our rankings do. Um, You know, uh, the reason that it kind of looks like it comes out of nowhere is that's exactly where it comes from. Uh, PWF Crystal Coast, Steve Carino's promotion here uh, on the coast of North Carolina had an event uh, to end 2015, uh, and the fans chose uh, tag team pairings at random, and that's the way the... uh, new uh, PWF Tag Team Champions were uh, crowned. And, uh, you know, Vinny DiMucci uh, and Eddie Brown, who's a a veteran. Uh, I used to watch Eddie Brown, I think, wrestle when I was about 12 years old around here. So uh, he's a a longtime veteran uh, of this this area. Um, They get three big wins, uh, you know, going against, uh, you know, a little bit of a mismatched, uh, you know, tag team drawn at random by the fans, but three strong wins in one night, and they are the new PWF tag team champions. They are a, um, uh, you know, a part of a faction there in PWF, uh, along with the the new PWF heavyweight champion as well, Anthony Genazzo, uh, who won that title at a battle royal, but... uh, the um, interesting part about uh, Demucci and Eddie Brown is uh, that they did beat a uh, tag team who tag teams regularly in the in the finals of that tournament. The Ciceros, yeah, yeah, uh, who actually for by hook or by crook somehow made it through uh, the random pairings uh, through that whole tournament, being able to be paired up together. So uh, nearly had a tag, t- you know, they nearly had it laid out right in front of them to be the next PWF tag team champions. But Vinny Demucci and Eddie Brown. 
uh, pull it out and are the new PWF Tag Team Champions going into the new year and earn the number one ranking uh, here for the, the first rankings of 2016. Yep, and, you know, it was a great week, great year, and we'll see what happens in 2016. I need to sign off, so, Jerry, if you can throw out plugs and everything for tonight, anything else you want to throw out, I will uh, I'll try to call in tonight at some point. Can't guarantee when, but IPR 100 tonight, folks. Jer, I'll talk to you later, buddy. All right, thanks, man. And uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us for day two of the uh, Indy Power Rankings 2015 Tag Team Top 50 reveal. Uh, thank you to uh, our guest, the Fellowship, and uh, Carrie Awful uh, for joining us today uh, on this show. Uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, it was good to talk to all of y'all. Uh, tonight at 9 p.m. is night two of the Indy Power Rankings 2015 IPR 100. And uh, we have that big AR Fox pre-tape that Matthew Grant did. Uh, we've got Roderick Strong uh, pre-tape. Uh, we've got uh, uh, John Schuyler, Ethan Case joining us. Uh, we also have uh, Congo Kong and uh, Santana Garrett uh, to be scheduled to join us tonight at 9 p.m. as we close out our year-end shows. Uh, check out Indie Power Rankings on Facebook. Uh, at Indie Power Ranking, no G on Twitter. We'll have all the links up there for the show coming up at 9 p.m. Uh, every way you need to find the link to listen in live. And don't forget we're doing a giveaway from our friends at Mass Republic, uh, Lucha Loot Giveaway. All you have to do is tweet out the hashtag, hashtag IPR100 to be entered to win uh, some free stuff from our friends at Mass Republic. So follow them at Mass Republic and at Lucha Loot uh, to get in on that and tweet the hashtag IPR100. The uh, Tag Team Top 5 for the uh, week of December 28th should be up uh, later this afternoon. Uh, IndiePowerRankings.IPR.WordPress.com is the site to find both the singles and tag team rankings and all our results each and every week. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the one and only Jair. That's the number one. Follow Travis at PhenomenalTLD on Twitter. Um, check out at Weekly Wrestling Podcast at Weekly W Podcast at Elite Podcast Net who will be hosting night two of the Indy Power Rankings IPR 100 tonight at 9 p.m. Uh, again, thank you to our guests. Thank you to everyone for getting results to us uh, for 2015. We hope to do the same thing in 2016, bigger and better. Congratulations to everyone ranked in all 600 tag teams that were in consideration in 2015 for the IPR Tag Team Top 50. Until tonight at 9 p.m., we'll go ahead and sign off right now. Make sure to join us tonight for Roderick Strong, A.R. Fox, uh, John Schuyler, Santana Garrett, Congo Kong, and many other guests as we reveal the top half of the IPR 100. We'll talk to you then.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. 